The ability to speak with confidence and present for impact is easily the most valuable skill you can have in today's world. When you can share your knowledge, you can facilitate change. And when you can facilitate change, well, you can change the world one conversation at a time. But most people think they can't speak articulately, confidently, or with impact. They get choked up by nerves, they lose their words, or that dreaded imposter syndrome shuts them down. Well, I'm happy to say that speaking is a skill that anyone can learn. Yes, even you. And that's exactly what this podcast is all about. My name is Kat Matson, and welcome to Speaking with Confidence. Well, hello. Welcome to another episode of Speaking with Confidence with Kat Matson. And yes, I'm Kat. How's your day going? I hope you're having an awesome one. Now, this week's podcast is a different one. It's a little bit different because what I've done is I've distilled and extracted the juice out of one of the workshops from my Speaking with Impact workshop series. So what you're about to hear is the summary. It's the edited version. It's not the full 30 minutes, but it's the juice from part one of the Speaking with Impact workshop series. Now, the Speaking with Impact workshop series is a four-part series. Um, It's run for free. And if you're interested, then head over to the Speaking with Confidence Facebook group and you'll find the details in there to catch the replays. But this particular episode, I wanted to share here on the podcast because it's got some key it's got some key things in it really that were just too good to not share. First of all, in this workshop, I explain why through personal lived experience, I landed at the conclusion that the ability to speak, the ability to not ramble, the ability to take your listener on a journey from where they are to where I want them to be, how that skill is quite literally the secret source to professional success and to professional impact. So that's the first thing that I share. And then the second thing that I share, again, through lived experience, is the framework that I use to stop overwhelming people with all of my information and to chunk it back and to step them through in bite-sized chunks the information that I'm trying to get across. So as I said, this workshop, it was too good to not share with you, my regular podcast listener. And it, it is unusual because it's it's not my usual format. I'm not just talking to you. I was talking to a, a Zoom room of 150-odd people, 500 people registered, 150 showed up. So, you know, there was a lot of buzz. But this distillation, this extraction, this juice, I hope will help you understand why I honestly believe that speaking is the secret source to professional success and influence. And it gives you a framework that you can use to start taking your listeners on the journey. So enjoy. And officially kick us off. Welcome. It's 12.30 on the dot and I'm saying welcome. Welcome to the very first in the four-part series of Speaking with Impact. My name is Kat Matson, which I hope you would know by now. And it's ridiculously exciting to see so many people. There is 500 people or so registered for this workshop. 
I'm loving seeing all of the chat going off about what you do where you're from, please keep that going. And throughout the next 30 minutes, there will be plenty of opportunities to ask questions and to interact in the chat. Hands up, who here would like to make an even greater impact in their professional lives, whether you're a business owner, whether you're a corporate, whether you're in the public sector, who here would like to make a greater impact? Yeah, that's, a, that's pretty much everyone. That's pretty much everyone. And who here would like to make that impact through speaking. You've recognized that, you know, it's just, if I could just land that message, if I could just stop rambling, if I could just not lose my words when I need them the most, <laughs> I could make a bigger impact. One of the things that I really want to discuss in this particular session, as distinct to what we're going to discuss in the next three, is why I believe that speaking is the most valuable, the most powerful, the most critical skill that you can have in your professional toolkit. But one of the things that I've figured out over the last few years of running Impactful Presenters is particularly those of us who are in service-based professions or businesses, we don't have physical evidence of where we've been. I remember once seeing the gardeners down at the park at the end of my street and they had all of their seedlings lined up around the garden beds. And I looked at them and thought, oh my goodness, how beautiful would that be? You could see where you've been at the end of the day. But for those of us who are professionals, we might help people access grants. We might help people through disasters. We might help people with policy. We might even see one-on-one -on -one clients, but once they've moved on, they're kind of out of our sphere of reality. And it's really hard for us to remember what it is that we do. And so that ability to speak not only to others, but to ourselves, to have that internal dialogue that explains what it is that we do and the impact that we bring to the world is so, so powerful. It's about 10 years ago now, and it was at the very, well, it wasn't at the start, start, but it was early on in that whole, you know, the world needs to get online in order to be successful kind of age. I'd become Brisbane's chief digital officer. Spectacular title. Really what it meant was that I got to stand next to the Lord Mayor at the time and make him look like he understood digital transformation. And I was great on stage because of all of my debating experience. You know, I literally had to stand on stages and deliver my message in short, sharp, concise timeframes. That was fine from the chief digital officer perspective when I was standing on stages, but I had policy changes I wanted to make. I really wanted to take it beyond the rah-rah and actually inform Brisbane City Council administration on how we could empower small businesses, how we could get more small businesses innovating and engaging on a digital global scale. And I couldn't. Every time I would go and speak to the influencers, the decision makers, my boss, my boss's boss, the counsellors, they'd all kind of look at me and go, yeah, yeah, that's great, Kat, but not everyone's like you. And I'd get dismissed. And I was like, well, I, I, I don't understand how I can go from commanding a crowd at events and then losing people when it, in my opinion, when it actually really counted. And I distinctly remember sitting in this conundrum kind of going, I, I honestly don't 
know what I'm going to do. And of, of course I did what we all do and made them wrong. You idiots. Why can't you see how good I am? Why can't you see how valuable this information is? You know, cause I knew that what I was talking about was correct and right and valuable and all that kind of thing. And then it dawned on me. It's actually not about my knowledge. I am miscommunicating something. I am not taking these people on the journey. And so I went back. I went back to basics. I went back to foundational elements. And in fact, what I did was I went back to my first ever professional job, which happened pretty much when I was about 20, 21, and I was working with long-term unemployed youth. And so by that stage, we were running these programs for long-term unemployed youth. If you think you've got a tough audience, try working with these guys. And I got to sit in the debrief sessions that the master facilitators would run for the trainee facilitators. And that was where I had learned all of my stagecraft, if you like. But what I hadn't quite clocked until I was stuck trying to influence these policymakers in council, what I hadn't quite clocked was it was in those foundations that I had also been given the tools to move people step by step by step through desired change. So with that new knowledge, I sat back and I started to see the world really differently. And I was like, oh, I'm beginning to understand now why the same people keep getting selected to speak at events. I'm now understanding now why the same leaders around boardroom tables are the ones that are heard and why people like me aren't. It wasn't about the knowledge. It wasn't about the expertise. It wasn't about the insight. It was about how we communicated. And so that is why I do this. That is why I do this program because the more empowered each and every one of us are to speak up, the more diverse voices will show up at the decision-making tables, whatever those decision-making tables are, the more we can all bring our unique impact into the world and the more we will be able to solve some of the really juicy, complex and wicked challenges that we as a society face. One of the key things that I realized when I was bumping into this notion of why aren't my policymakers, why aren't my policymakers hearing me? Why aren't they doing what I tell them to do? In fact, worse, why are they sending me back to write another freaking briefing note to explain it? Uh. What I realized was I was too excited about my idea. And I was jumping way ahead to the end outcome and telling them all about this without realizing that actually they were still here. They were still here. So the first framework that I want to teach in this four-day series is what I call the lily pad concept. So I just want you to imagine for a moment that you're standing on one side of a beautiful, beautiful lake or dam, like it is here in Brisbane today, the sun is shining, it's a gorgeous day. And on the other side of this lake is kind of the destination that you want to take your listener. Now, your listener could be your boss, 
could be your teenage son. Oh, sorry, that's just me. Um, could be a client, could be an elected official, could be a team member, could be anyone, could be an entire room of potential buyers. So I want you to imagine that that's the destination. That's the, the on the other side of the lake is the feeling, the action, the belief that you want your listener to adopt, to step into. On this side, which is where you're currently standing with them, is where they're at now by comparison to where you want them to be. It's what they currently think, feel, do in contrast to that end outcome. Now, between this bank and that bank are some lily pads, beautiful lily pads because it's been a lovely season. And, in fact, you've got flowers and you've got the lily pads are all kind of glistening and green. And if we were light-footed, you would start to imagine that what we're going to do is walk them across each lily pad. Now, what we often try to do when we get really, really excited about what we think needs to happen is that we step them across way too many lily pads at once because to us, the picture is crystal clear in our heads, right? We actually want to jump them all the way. And so we start kind of, you know, we'll jump over there and we'll jump over there and we'll jump over there. And they're back here wondering, no, 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 my feet are about to get wet. I'm about to fall in. I don't understand. So I now like to think of my messages, my presentations as a lily pad journey. What is the next lily pad that I need to take my listener onto? And how do I stabilize them on that lily pad before I take them to the next one? And then before I take them to the next one? And then before I take them to the next one? We actually get so caught up in thinking that this is the only five minutes we're going to have with this listener. This is the only opportunity we're going to have. And so we try to give them everything. And in fact, what we end up doing is absolutely giving them nothing. Emily asked, and this is a good question, and then I'm going to start wrapping up. How do you deal with listeners who want to jump, jump forward too fast, but then you lose your actual points along the way because you feel too rushed? Yeah. So hopefully that dancing analogy that I just gave you, Emily, helps. This is particularly challenging when you've got people in a room of different um, knowledge spaces, right? You've got beginnings and you've got the more advanced and you're trying to cater your conversation. Pacing that out is also really useful. You can say at the top of your presentation, I'm aware that we've got people in the room who are already confident, powerful, impactful speakers, and they're here for the next stage. And I know that I've got people at the very opposite end who are so nervous that they choke, that they go red, that they cannot find the words, even when they're talking one-on-one. -on -one. So for those who are at the end, trust me that there'll be plenty of time to ask your specific questions, but let's just slow down. And let's just go through from the beginning and take everybody on a journey together. Could be, Emily, how you handle that. Thank you so much for showing up. 147 by the end time we get to the end. Please join the Speaking with Confidence group so we can continue the conversations over there. And I cannot wait to see you tomorrow. Same bat channel, same bat time for the game changer, for the game changer. I'll see you tomorrow. Have a fabulous afternoon, everyone. Bye.